Now, if I wasn't in a medicated state, I might have thought and had the wherewithal to say, hey, Pusha, don't diss Drake on my beat. And I, and I spoke about that and took accountability for that. Now, what I need, what I'm looking for for my spirit to take accountability is the fact that it's people making rumors or thinking that you fuck my wife and you're not saying nothing and you're carrying it like that, that don't sit well with my spirit. You know, if I had a girlfriend from Chicago, her name was Renita, and then you was married to Rihanna, I wouldn't make no song called Riri. So when you're like, oh, I don't know where it come from, you too smart for that, bro. You know where that come from. Don't make no record with nothing that can be confused. Now, I told you, I didn't tell Pusha no information about your baby, baby mama, nothing like that. That ain't come from me. But when you played that record for me in the studio that said, yo, we got some Kylie's, we got some Kendall's, I told you, Travis is your man. Don't make no record like that. What? Oh, my God. Guys, what is going on? Episode number 44 for your ass. I go with the name of Dita R.E. Draga. Paco, he's, I, he's, I don't know what he's doing in the, in the corner. No, 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 I go by Paco. <laughs> I'm still here. I'm just trying to take in all this like new Kanye videos, man. The Kanye rebrand has begun, my friend. Yeah. Yandy dropping in nine days. The move back Three to Chicago. A- move back to Chicago. Three albums in one year, bro. What is going on? What what really is going on is I don't even think I don't know, man. He's out of the sunken place, guys. No, I don't even think that's what it is. I think he's at the tipping point. It's like what what happens with this album is really how we're gonna like we're gonna look at Kanye. Really? Wow. I I really truly truly think it's that deep, man. Like I I I, I want the best for it. Like, I want to make sure that this project, I want to ma- make sure that this co- project comes out and it's everything that we want it to yeah. be. But man, you know, like stakes are really high right now. You know, I noticed with Kanye, with every album, he's just, he just creates controversy so we can pay attention to him. I've been trying to tell that. He's tell, a master <laughs> of this. I've been trying to tell people that for like the last 20 but years. But this is, man. this is, a, this is, uh, I've been looking into this. It's called controversial marketing mm-hmm. and you create, um, you, and everyone does this like everyone who's who's relevant and we talk about on the show kind of does this yeah and you create i you create something that's debatable like you don't want to you don't want to do anything that's like you don't want to do anything that's like um controversial like and that's like taboo like you don't want to like fuck a 13 year old you know what i mean yeah you want to create something that's debatable right exactly so it, that creates debate among people like online Connie, Connie's made a career out of a career out of this, and I don't yeah. think a lot of people really realize it's just because yeah. they've been so much of a fan of his music. Yeah, but from the from the get go, Kanye has always told us that like, yo, he's the best producer. He's gonna yeah. be the best rapper, and nothing's gonna stop him. Like whether it was like a car crash to, um, to people just hating on him because he was a producer turned rapper. There was so many things, right? And then he started telling you like. How much time he spent on his music? He's like, you don't, you don't understand. I spent like, five thousand hours, yeah, like on all 50 of the mixes life. on this one record. Yeah. Like, this is like cream of the crop. Yeah, like, yeah, no yeah. one's making music like me, and blah, blah blah. And then the project comes out, and everyone's like, oh crap! Like, this is insane. Like, yep, I didn't even expect it. You know what I mean? And I think now he's starting to realize, like, more than anything, like even even through his process and through all the attention that we gave him, what we really adored was like the message and the music. 
And I, yeah. I think now he's starting to get back to that just by being back in Chicago, really. With great music. Like, cause, uh, and cause the thing is a lot of artists don't put in that, that time into their, into their music. No, I, they really don't. A lot of art, yeah. art, artists don't do 50 mixes, bro. Come on. Well, if you, yeah. Okay. So if you really follow Kanye's like lifeline or lifetime in music, 808 and heartbreaks was the, was the point where he switched everything. Yeah. Cause until that, I remember there was an interview I think that came out in, it was either the source or double XL where he was talking about how in on 808 and heartbreaks, he really learned how to like make a record 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 it and like sit with it to a certain point and then be like okay i'm done with it and then every record until that point like projects prior it was like okay i got a great record i'm going to continue continuously work on on this record until it's perfect yeah and then i'm done with it and yeah. then i think he re- i think it took two weeks just to make uh 808s and heartbreak yeah exactly and i think he revisited that with um my dark twisted fantasy like really working on records because uh, I've I've started seeing stories about like how um how certain artists were asked to like be in sessions for hours on end and stuff like that. But then it was like right after that, I think Watch the Throne was another big one, right? Cuz that came after My Dark Twisted Fantasy. Yeah. And then this new like wave of Kanye music is really just like, yo, I feel like it. I'm going to go record it. Oh, it's done. Appreciate it. You yeah. know what I mean? So, I think with Yandy like Yandy, I think I don't know what he's really. I don't know what he's really trying to sell us. You know what? Because he's selling us like, love, bro. You think that's what it is? Because yeah. obviously, like the whole like Gandhi reference in the yeah, title. Yeah. Um, I really hope it's it's everything we want from Kanye, and what everything I want. It, this is I think how it's I gonna be. It. I think it's gonna be all love chants. I hope not, man. It's gonna just be like all chant music, bro. What if it was just like some type of like prayer album? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's no, like a man. yoga meditation album, bro. I hope not. Why I, not? I, I, He's got to push the culture forward, bro. So, okay. So with everything that's going on with Eminem, and, and we'll get to that later. I think I, I yesterday I kind of sat back and I, I took in some of like Kanye's like older music, particularly like the graduation album, right? And I was sitting there just like, just listening to the album and like what he was what he My was bad. saying like what the what the music was like at that time and like how he was flipping samples and like it really <laughs> it really made me realize like yo this guy was amazing like it was come on bro yes was was amazing come on bro no, it's because like if you if you if we look at Eminem and everything that Eminem's going through right now, yeah, I truly believe that the 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 rug's been pulled underneath his feet. Like we realize now, like wow, like a lot of the shit that Eminem did or like what we give him credit for is just this technique, like this technique of really rapping well. I mean, that's an amazing technique. To, <laughs> you're like but, just but this technique. He never really said anything. He, I mean, on Killshot was a great record, bro. Oh no, we're not going that way, man. Killshot no. <laughs> destroyed MGK, bro. Okay, let's. It okay. has like fucking couple lines, amazing lines in there. Let's wrap. Let's and wrap the technical up. abilities. No, right. oh, okay, hold that. on a second. Let's wrap up this this Kanye thing. Where do you think? <laughs> where do you think? Where do you think Yandy is going to end up in Kanye's 
Kanye's like ledger of albums. It's gonna be another classic, man. This is why. Um, okay, so this where where do you say that it ranks? Do you say it ranks top three? I haven't even heard it yet. That's what I mean. It's just like we're. I'm, I'm it's saying gonna, we're throwing out our projections. It's gonna right? be like the weird thing is um, time. Okay, because when Yeezus came out, because Yandy's very much a companion album to Yeezus. Okay. Right? Yeezus is based off Jesus. Yandy based off Gandhi. Oh, Gandhi, right? I see what you're saying. Same almost a- album cover, too, like with the blank CD. Okay. Well, Yeezus was a blank CD. This one is an actual CD, right? Right. And when Yeezus came out, people hated that album, right? Okay. People of a certain generation, age, hated that album. But these young kids love fucking Yeezus, bro. To them, that's a classic album. And even, even I, I love Yeezus. I think that's a great album, right? And, and I think in time, we'll see the same thing happen with The Life of Pablo. And we'll see the same thing happen with Yee. The, uh, the generation, the young bo- people that are growing up are going to look at those albums like classics. I get what you're saying and about Yeezus. With Yandy, this is, this is going to be like the icing on the cake, bro. With Yeezus, it was funny. Like I think two or three years after the project had come out, DZ was playing it at the studio one day, and like it was so funny because he had been playing the music and it was like super loud. And then he pressed pause and he and he went up to get something, and I was just like, "Yo, Kanye was ahead of his time." Yeah, like we didn't understand it at the time, <clears throat> but he was ahead of his time. And then he just kind of laughed and he was like, "Yo, you're right, man." Like he's like, "I I had to go back and listen to Yeezus and really just understand like." What he was doing was he was really trying to, um, I I think what he was trying to do with Yeezus was to tell people like, yo, it doesn't matter what you chase after if you're really trying to do it honestly and you're really trying to, um, you're trying to make yourself better. And I think with that album, with with a, a lot of the stuff that he was stripping away from like from production sessions and like mixing sessions after the fact, I think really opened up the project to like being interpreted amongst like a lot of different genres of music right yeah it wasn't just like this like hip-hop like a lot of people looked at it was like oh this doesn't pertain to hip-hop it's a failure in hip-hop and like it shouldn't be understood and i think if you look at a lot of the artists that came after that there's a little bit of yeezus in a lot of them of course and i think that's what's going to happen and i was imagining a conversation with a a hip-hop listener in like 20 years from now right yeah and them not understanding the greatness of Kanye because they would have grown up with all the influences from his descendants. And it's basically, I would just say <laughs> from his descendants. Yeah. From, from his fucking disciples of Jesus. Yeah. Anyway. Like, like the, the descendants of Drake, all these people, all these new kids. Right. Yeah. And he, they'll be, they'll be going back to college dropout. Like what? I don't, what's the big deal about this? And I would probably say is what I would say to this asshole, this youngster I would just say, fuck yourself, all right? Go fuck yourself, all right, buddy? That, that was the thing that, honestly, no, like... No, I wouldn't say go for it. I would say, you know what you got to do? You got to imagine, like, all the songs you grew up listening to yep. never happened, okay? And we never... Like, say, the same thing with 808s and Heartbreaks. You could go to that album and not be really impressed by it now, right? Because you, you, gr- you grew up with all the influences oh, that yeah, album yeah, spawned, yeah, yeah. right? It's like going back and seeing a movie from the 80s seeing Blade Runner and being like, what the fuck is the big deal with this movie? Well, 808 right? Heart... So you gotta 808 put yourself, and Heartbreaks doesn't happen, yeah. Drake doesn't happen. You gotta, yeah, you gotta put yourself in the mind frame like all the shit you grew up listening to mm-hmm. did not happen, okay? Terminator 2 did not, did not happen. Matrix did not happen. 
if it wasn't for like Blade Runner. I don't know if there's I don't know if those are connected, but yeah. Yo, they're, honestly, just, they're connected now. <laughs> all right. Much, they're <laughs> fucking connected right now, okay? As much as I want to give Blade Runner a chance, Nabil's killed that movie for me. Because every time movies are brought up and Nabil talks, he talks about Blade Runner. Okay, first I, of all, nobody knows who the fuck Nabil oh, is. It's, it's okay, a homie of ours, man. They know DJ Q. I don't know. Okay, as okay. that druggie <laughs> who's fucking DJing on Young Street. Like, Yo, literally, shit. he's on Young Street DJing right now. Shout out to DJ Q, man. That guy lives a life like nobody nobody lives their lives. So, um... But yeah, I, I, I truly... I truly hope that Gandhi is great. No, Yandy. Or Yandy. Gandhi, whatever. Gandhi is, Gandhi <laughs> yeah, Gandhi is great. Is great there's, right. there's some controversy about uh, this Gandhi dude, too. This oh, I Gandhi know. Have you heard about this shit? Gandhi? Gandhi, yeah. yeah, yeah he bro brought it up. About on, what? on his Instagram about how Gandhi was racist. Do you know about this stuff? No, no, no. Okay. Then let's not talk about that. What do you <laughs> What do you mean? Well, apparently when Gandhi was in his early 20s, okay. He said some discriminating things against uh black Africans that w- when he went to South Africa at that time uh and it was to like I don't know. What did he say? He was just like, uh, you should separate the Indians and black people. I don't know the exact quotes. You guys can look it up. Just Google Gandhi racist. Okay. And my whole thing about that is maybe he said that. Maybe he even said some crazier shit, right? Right. But the thing is, Gandhi wasn't Gandhi when he was 24 years old. Oh, yeah. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, definitely. He wasn't woke. He became the icon that he was when he was, he just started in his 40s. Right. You know what I mean? And he really only became the icon when he was like 78 when he died. You know yeah. what I mean? So I think people got to understand, like, you don't become wise if you weren't wild and ignorant first. Right. You I know think, what I mean? Yeah. And, and, think, and that's the journey that, like, literally every human being is on. No one's coming out the womb perfect. Right. I think that's a... Because I don't even know about, you know, the whole, like, where they're trying to get um, a new judge into... Um, oh, that perfectly relates to that situation, you know I mean? Brett Kavanaugh. So when there he was go. 17 years old, he was drunk, apparently, allegedly, got so drunk that he kind of like super groped this chick. Yeah, I, I don't even know what the situation is like. He just groped the hell out of her and maybe tried to take her clothes off. I don't know. Oh, okay. Okay so, so, okay. so that, yeah, that, that is a little bit different, right? But I, I just think of the circumstances, like this guy is in a congressional hearing. And yeah. This is being brought up almost like what 30, 30 to thirty five years yeah, later. Thirty five years later, yeah. And now he has to like literally sit in, in front of just cameras and like a whole like media like circus and and honestly defend himself, right? Yeah. Like I think that's a little it's a little weird because it's like why didn't that stuff come up anytime prior? Why didn't anybody know about it prior? And now all of a sudden they want to make it like the the center of attention, right? Like I think there's a lot more issues that this guy represents that maybe should be addressed. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. It's just. But they can't pin. They can't pin those like things on him. Those his own like you know his own beliefs. Right. Because the conservatives love those beliefs. But this belief of almost raping a chick when you're seven drunk and seventeen. Oh, that's like that's an issue everyone can get behind. Oh, exactly, exactly. Because if it was a different situation where it was like, um, he was caught for he was caught for theft when he was like thirteen, it's like I don't know if that'd be something that they would bring up at this point. They would and, bring it up, but it, and most people would be like, "Who hasn't stole? Who who didn't steal when they were a teenager?" 
That's true. That's true. I yeah, just like and how can you like you would like if I if I said shit you did as a teenager to you now and and say you're 45 years old, you're going to be like what? Right. What? Yeah. I yeah. can't even like I can, I'm not even that person anymore. I'm physically not even that person. The cells in my body have completely changed. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it's like you've grown up with you've like all these up. different experiences. So you could have you like, could have been racist when you were 20 years old. And by the time you're like 50 years old, you're not racist anymore. Right? I'm yeah, gi- I'm giving yeah. people the chance to grow on the show, guys. <laughs> it's like they say with Malcolm X, he would have been like Detroit Red, like a, a gangster. I know. Was he a gangster? I don't know. What was mm-hmm. that? I don't know. He was something. He he was like, a, he was not, he was not a good person prior so, to becoming Malcolm X. Do you think, do you think there's a threshold as to like when you become a new person? What do you mean threshold? Oh, like an age. Yeah. Like you can't do be you, doing fuck shit when you're like 35. Okay. But do you think it's like a 10 year gap? Like 10 years ago, I was a totally different person and now I've changed. Or do you think it could be like, yo, last week I was, I was, I was a, a different fucking Paco, <laughs> but this week, like I'm, I've matured. Like, and you, you know okay, what I mean? First of all, anyone that says that, that they've changed within a week is fucking lying. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's someone who's trying to get out of some shit. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, yeah. You say you've changed after a cons- I would say a, a year, at least a, a year is the threshold. Yeah. 10 years is when you know, know for sure you've changed. I don't know. I haven't. You, I gotta live until I die, and then I'll be able to figure out these deep, deep questions you're answering, bro. Right, right. I just. But I would say, like, with stand up, I would say, like, there's a Dre before doing stand up and a Dre doing after stand up. So there, after it's been nine months, it's almost nine. It's almost a year. I can say there's been a change. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have a different perspective and like the way you analyze things. I'm yeah, sure totally changed. Right? right. So this after thirty years, like. That dude is a judge. I'm not trying to defend him. Like, what he did was wrong. I never drunk groped a girl in my life. You know what I mean? I watch fucking, like, you know, this might be used against me in 30 years, right? (laughs) And and it's like, that's not a normal thing to do. You know what I mean? I remember there was a a, a interview with Charlemagne where he was, like, normalizing uh, domestic abuse. He was like, what guy hasn't hit hit their girl once in a while? (laughs) <laughs> oh i that no did you hear about that shit that wasn't the the part that they were getting mad about the see that whole no, interview but he, he did say that he's like what guy hasn't uh hasn't pushed their girl once in their life oh i didn't I and didn't that, that was like a normal and i was like i haven't i i'm pretty sure you haven't yeah, like i'm pretty not. sure non 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 beating up dudes didn't do that shit you know what i mean yeah so i don't know i don't know what do we know I don't know. I think what we do really honestly know is like <laughs> we really know that MGK beat Eminem in this battle. That's whoa. what we really know. Whoa, whoa, no! I'm telling you, man. It's wait, over. but are you basing this off raps or just? I'm just basing it off of. I'm basing it off of rap. You're basing this off rap? No, I'm definitely basing it Eminem off of rap. Eminem murdered him, bro. Um, you know not, me i'm man. not an eminem fan i'm more of an mjk are. fan you mgk are. fan mgd i'm an mgd fan first of all no you're a- 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 and then i'm also an mgk what is it no my machine gun Ke- machine gun kelly mgk i'm a more of a i'm way more of an mgk fan than an eminem fan but i think you respect the i would say like the the sport of everything more than anything right 
No, I respect like if he, you got better disses than someone else that make <laughs> me go, oh, man, and I got to wheel it back, then you won. My question is, how much How much of your of you being impressed and thinking that Eminem won over MGK is, is very much directly associated with style and technique? Eminem doesn't have a style that I, I rate. Okay, so that's off the table. It was is, just it, his, is it all technique and delivery? It was all his lyrics. No, man. There was nothing in there that... that There's I, like I don't four think... or five great lines in there. I, I'd rather be 80-year-old okay, me one. than 20-year-old you. One. That's one. Uh, what else was there? And that was pretty much it. Like, I don't think there was anything above and beyond that we, we were like... Holy shit, it's over. Like no one go to an MGK concert anymore. Like, you know what I mean? Like there was nothing that I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up these some of these lyrics, man. Okay, my, I, there my was, I don't know, man. My memory did you watch, is a little did you, shaky. Did you watch the MGK interview today on Breakfast Club? Yeah. What did you think? He I mean he got killed by the drug shit at the end. Yeah, I he think really it he very, really turned, made himself look like an idiot because it, it turned. He very had it going. He had a great image, great great charisma. He mm-hmm. didn't give a fuck. Tough guy shit, and then he just looked like a blithering idiot. The main thing was he confide. He the only person he can confide in is his nine year old daughter. Oh my god, bro! You look like such a blithering. You look like a bozo, bro. Nah, I don't like, think so. If I was there, I'd have been like, "You're confiding in a nine-year-old. You're putting all this onto a nine-year-old." Yes, I think that. Like, that I think that's you where don't he look realized. Like, you don't look like, cool at all doing that, bro. And like, and if you're not trying to look cool, that you just look sad. That has always been though his. Um, how do I say it? Like, I don't want to say a stick, but it, that that has always been the. I think the type of relationship he's had with his daughter, because like even early on there was a lot of videos of him just like sitting there and talking to his daughter, like apologizing to her for being on tour and not being around, like all that stuff. Like there's a lot of imagery of like him having conversations with his daughter. Now I think th- you're right. Like that's not something that you want to put yeah. on a nine-year-old. Like, so he looked like a bozo. There's some, there was, okay. There, another line was I'm 45 and I'm out still outselling you. Um, by 29, I had three albums that blew um, but that's the thing. He he addressed that in the interview, which I believe is completely true. Oh, where like, he sells it, says that he sold twenty million. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's he didn't true, sell man. twenty million albums. I think that's bro. true, man. He sold. Have you ever been to an MGK concert? No, I know he has a fan base. Yeah, you told me this shit last week that he has a crazy fan base. He has a legion, like a legion of people that have like anywhere from anywhere that have purchased his CD to a T-shirt to tattoos to yeah. like. To I believe that. You know what I mean? It's like I fully believe that, he, but also I believe in white privilege too. <laughs> Get out of here, man! I think I, to me, I, what I heard him say in that interview is feel is, like I'm babysitting no, no, little no, Tay. No, no, no. no. Oh I, man, come <laughs> on, bro, little Tay. I think the I I think what that interview showed me more than anything is that when we look at Eminem in this circumstance, we're looking at the Eminem of old that really wanted to that really wanted to play like a lot of these like media tricks in shoot order to in win a battle. video just to fucking dig your own grave <laughs> we're in okay. the video yeah he's digging uh, some grave which which presumably was Eminem's but yeah Eminem's yeah. like you're digging your own grave bro but I think that's what came across in the interview for me it was like 
he's really retelling us is like look like look eminem's going through like all these different types of like um that he's going to like these different outlets that he obviously controls Had to give you a career just to destroy it he's presenting he's presenting the imagery that he wants to present through like an interview yeah. where one he employs the host that's interviewing him and two employs him at the station yeah, that yeah. he that owns. was a great argument you know I mean? but it's not an argument though they, that was they're a great, all facts that was a great narrative point perspective point that mgk brought up but mgk is also on the breakfast club which has a deal with revolt which mm-hmm. is owned by his label head diddy right but are in any way are the questions that were asked during that interview um i would say like sway didn't ask are, any easy questions yeah, he did. No, man. Did he not ask? Did, it, he did, asked all the pertinent questions that we would want to know. He didn't. It wasn't like a softball interview. Did he? Did he ask him? Are you playing tricks behind the game through Interscope? And he said no. Eminem said no. no. He's like, he never I, asked him. He, all M- he asked him was was like all he asked him was was like, "Yo, did you did you get him banned from Sirius?" And he's like, "Yeah, hundred percent." He's not talking about like the guy's livelihood as a musician through the label that he is also on, which I'm sure he has a way more amount of like leverage in that building than he does to MGK. It's like it's all just like positioning and tactics, man. Like I I I can tell like just from that MGK interview that he's been dealing with like a lot of bullshit behind the scenes. Yeah. That is not coming out to light. And that and at any other point of time, if he would have come in and be like, yo, this is what's fucking happening at Interscope. People would be like, bro, like, keep your problems to yourself. Like, no one was asking you. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, but that's all his own doing, though. A little. Yeah, of course, because he's not trying to say anything. Right. So now that things are coming to light and he's coming out and saying everything, it's to be honest with you, it's putting Eminem in a bad light because it's like, I don't think anyone expected for him or his camp to be playing these games behind the scenes because because of your because of literally what it what it seems like is like you're hurt as a person. Do you know what I mean? Like he uh, I don't think Eminem's hurt. I think what's happening maybe is Eminem's handlers, managers, Paul Rosenberg are, you know, are thinking that okay, we got to like, you know, ban MGK from here or something like that. And the only reason why you're doing that is because you think he's a threat. He isn't though. But that's the only reason why Eminem you're doing doesn't it. think because he's a threat it, it, at all. If he if he didn't think he was a threat at all, he wouldn't have addressed it one six years later after they said that they had addressed it through his camp, right? Yeah. And then two, he wouldn't have even responded to him thinking that like, okay, whatever he said, like, isn't true, and I'm not going to put gas on the uh, on the fire. And literally, that's exactly what he did. Like, all he did was he just said. Well, I think that's that's what he does though. But and he needed to, right? Like, because if you look at a lot of people think like MGKO, like he's not, he's nowhere near a rapper as, as Eminem. It's like, look how many hits that video got on YouTube. Which like, one? His diss? Yeah, his diss. Yeah, it was like, popping. But now he, like Eminem's like diss a, is like out of this world. It's it's closer, if not past the hundred million views, right? Yeah. It's like now you're trending on top of like the, the first video on top of like YouTube's trending like page. I'm me as but a rat. Like if I'm Eminem, like, I'm looking at that like like yo. I need to get some of that attention. Yeah. I need to surmount and and be par- like I need to be above this. Mm-hmm. I need to diss him. 
Yeah. The problem was that he went and dissed him, and he came nowhere close. No, no, no. Come on now. Because look, look what's happening with Eminem right now. You put out a diss, great. What about Kamikaze? No one's talking about it now. No, his video with Lucas Joyner was trending. Uh the the interviews everyone's watching that the only fuck shit fuck shit about that interview shit was they broke it up into four pieces i told right? you <laughs> that was some fuck shit okay last and week another another fucked up thing eminem did is he he's basically burned bridges with like all these young white rappers like if i was eminem i would just be like cool with all the young up-and-coming white rappers and just get out there just just do what will smith does man he that's just, all you gotta fucking he, do he just needs to be cool just, with with rappers and but that's with, hard for him to do because his disposition has always been fuck you exactly and the shitty part is that the person that he went to to like literally form allegiance to with another rapper is Joyner Lucas and he's the same guy that even said like yo I'm not trying to diss people but if you feel offended you feel offended and is out there dissing people you yeah. remember it's like yeah that, he dissed logic exactly what did logic do to you bro he's saying that i think he said in logic's the past out here logic, hugging people logic bro. Had stole a record from him no man come on yeah we talked about that bullshit man uh i don't know man i he just is still, I, no I, he, first of all he can't make no records bro i know uh i'm MG, sorry mgk's album is supposed to be dropping i think if it didn't drop last night it should be dropping oh to, yeah today at yeah. midnight um i'm gonna I'm, check it out fuck. i'm definitely gonna check it out man because i'm I, sure I, it's like that wild shit but i like that shit so fuck it yeah i think oh d- it, what do you think of this whole thing about i i'd seen the video and it's crazy how when the video came out it got to like all the major like media outlets. which video the video of him performing at at the follow oh, concert oh yeah and he said that was a fake and, and people are booing it. i yo i 100 believe that shit I hope. I mean, shoot. I was su- I was surprised. I was like, whoa. But um, also, like, if you look at the interview with Breakfast Club, it has like like ten thousand dislikes on it. So Eminem has like a cult following, bro. Like he does. He definitely he does. He literally has a. Adds, he still has an amazing following. So ah, it might be. It's gonna be a little hard for MGK. I don't know. It, to me, with MGK right now, right, the way it feels around him it feels like the way after uh when drake like decimated meek mill and it was just it just turned oh, people no off from way, meek mill. Man. yeah no, no 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 nowhere near that and another thing i should point out i think i said this on twitter is like all the all you fans like going so hard for eminem or, or all you fans going so hard for mgk guys this is just silly rap beef they're gonna make up in a month from now you know, bad, you, you know how all bad you guys, that Drake Meek Mill beef was? It was dec- de- decimated me. When you were downtown, yeah. no one played Meek Mill in their cars. No, he was banned from the city by, you know what by I mean? Norm. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, it was that bad. Like, like when people, an old white dude is, is banning you from the city, it's like, man. People didn't want you to play Meek. Like, people didn't want people didn't want to play meek mills music because they yeah. didn't want the perception of somebody else looking at them yeah. as like yo you're still riding with the loser that's yeah. how bad it was especially like, in toronto <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're pl- like you're so out of the loop you're playing the intro <laughs> on dreams and nightmares you know what i mean you're still riding out to that trash exactly that's how bad that you're traitor <laughs> that's treasonous so that's what it was bad. it was treasonous um man have you seen have you seen this feature on the new ios 12 we're gonna have a little tech segment right now bro tech why 
Oh, first of all, I'm so disappointed with these releases of phones. Like, if you're really contemplating buying a new phone no. this round, Never. I'm telling you, save your money, wait till next year. Wait till your phone is on fire. Yeah, then wait till next year. Unless you're you're in the real need of a phone. Like, if you still have, like, an iPhone 7. Whoa, hey, whoa, I have an iPhone 7. What are you trying to... Oh, okay, well, <laughs> maybe... I'm out here, bro. All right, well, it's 7 Plus? No. Okay, I have, well, But I, I got, like, 200 gigs on this phone. Okay, well, I mean... I got I think, mad space on this phone, bro. All I need is a phone with mad space. I think, okay, if you, okay, so anything prior to the iPhone 7. Cause if actually you got the a phone 7, with like 16 gigs on it, 32 gigs on it, throw that shit out the window right now. If I didn't have to upgrade to my my A+, I would have still had a 7. So yeah, 7 and beyond, you're still good for like until okay. the next round. Continuing on this Apple commercial. Yes. Have you seen this feature screen time? Oh, yeah, because I've been getting these alerts every week. This shit is a fucking game changer, bro. Really? Tells you how long you've spent on your phone, um, what apps you're spending that your time on, and then you can add app limits. To how, how much do you spend on your phone? Oh my god, man! Because uh, I think they every Sunday they give you like an update. And oh, do they? Like, oh, yeah. I didn't see that. Um, well, yesterday was uh, I spent two hours on social networking apps. Holy fuck! So today I I. <laughs> I added an app limit. Yo, that's crazy. Yeah, so I added an app limit to change that to uh, an hour. You know why that's crazy? Because I I got an email, or it gives you like a notification, right, on yeah. Sundays. And I spent like, I think it was like just over four hours the whole week. Because oh, you ain't popping like that, though. The whole week. you ain't. I don't even see you on IG, bro. I'm dropping new videos. I dropped a new video today, bro. I'm working on things, man. Actually, I'll show you. This too, is cause... how I'm working on things. Containers, okay? These things right here, this thing right here, okay? Okay, I'm dropping videos, (laughs) Okay, (laughs) fucking, I'm building a following and shit, all right? I saw that video earlier, and and it made me laugh because it's like, I thought it was just like a a thing that I did in my house, but like, yo, every time we get Chinese food, my mom's saving those containers. Yo, Yo, this is universal humor right here, bro. (laughs) And then, next thing I know, it's just like, yo, I packed you lunch, and then she hands me it, and I'm thinking it's like, oh, she bought like real takeout? No, it's like, no, it's just like... It's <laughs> oh for it's real. Just, it's just like leftovers oh, and like in man. that. Yo, man, it's it's I'm so, so happy true, to hear that. But it, it's yeah, very people universal. are people are hitting me up about that too. It's funny. Well, yeah, this is what it is. I like it. Screen time, guys, use it, please. I'm gonna try using. This Get this the fuck off your phones, bro. Start living life. Unless you're doing like if you're a- actual ha- like have an actual service to sell and like that's part of your business, like be on it. Yeah, but I think with me. I've taken a little bit of a step back from like, like being so supremely active on social media just because I'm trying to make sure like the content. Anyways, I'll tell, I'll show you later, but like the content and stuff like that, I want to make sure that is like a one that's going up there for like any artists that I'm working with. So, yeah. boss, boss yeah. moves. Yeah, I'm getting actually, actually, I'm getting back into photography a lot more now. Um, All right, nobody gives a shit about you getting into photography. <laughs> um okay did you hear about this see this cat williams shit oh i've been meaning to watch that interview for a minute oh my god i heard funny i saw this whole thing about where so funny he's bringing up like all these like crazy stats about like what he's done yeah and like they're so far from the truth they're none of them are true no not (laughs) one no yo man like he's funny he's like he's i think he's top five man he has to be top five because he's so funny he said he got like a huge check 
from Netflix. I, yeah, I think he said it was two million because he said he said it was based off your ticket sales. Oh, okay, so maybe I was thinking. So more you got to watch it; it's dope. Okay, um, okay, so more beef. Uh, you see this Russ versus Smoke Perp confrontation? I did. Are you, are you familiar with this thing that's going on? I did, and I didn't. And Russ, I, I think he had a, he had an interview with Breakfast Club too. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? It was crazy, man. I saw it. It's it's interesting because I think Russ has been one of those guys where it's like the white rappers li- are wilding. If you listen, bro. if you white listen, rappers are wilding in the last two weeks. If you think about it, if you listen to like Russ's music, like you yeah. you understand that he's very much like like this is my message and like this is the path that I'm on. But and all my music describes this. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I think even after that interview and just kind of like him being coy about like, yo, we have the videos, we have the videos. And then all of a sudden the videos come out. Yeah. It does a lot of damage for Smoke Perp because I I don't know what it was, man. But when I used to look at Smoke Perp, I was just like, oh, okay. He's really about it. Like he, he looks like he may be like affiliated or he's like not somebody that you want to try. But then when I know it's just like, it's Russ, like Like not Russ, I don't know, not to take anything take take like, anything you, away from he, russ he doesn't have the perception of being like a, a gangster or anything exactly because like it was his music his has music nothing, nothing to it's nothing it's not very like and and also you know, or confrontational you know what i mean did you know that he sent um last year because uh, one of the dudes who started this whole fuck russ campaign okay his name is adam he has his own own podcast it's oh called, adam 22 yeah it's yeah, called yeah. no jumper yeah and i guess on twitter he said something like um, he had some. He had, he disrust. He started this fuck rust thing, right? Yeah. And and he sent like some goons, some Nigerians. Rust sent some Nigerian goons to beat up uh, Adam. And this was like six months ago. And so what? Adam Jump Twenty Two doesn't talk about him anymore. No, he he's going in on him like they were having crazy Twitter beef over the last few few days, and uh, it just like what? This is Russ. Like, did we wake up in another dimension here? Like, I, it's like Miley Cyrus, like being a gangster. Like, it's like, what? Whoa. So now I just, I respect Russ. I have a completely like changed opinion of him. Like, he has, a, he had a crazy chip on his shoulder. I understood why. Cause right. everywhere he went, people were saying, no, no, no. I understand that. But this man, I, this makes me want to like listen to Russ. I've been listening to some of his music recently. And I just lo- I love it, man. I fuck I fuck with Russ. Yeah, uh, he's, I fuck with he's Russ. all right. I think this whole like because now he's going. I don't around. love his music, but I fuck with. Russ. I like him as a person. I think if I think me and Russ would be like good friends. Yeah, I think it's just very much a perception thing. I think right now There's a lot he, of perception. He, yeah, he realizes like his name isn't isn't trending or popping like that. And now, it sure is now. Oh, it sure is now, right? And, and then, like I mean, he's just like he's just like bringing facts to the table. Right. That are based around music, like not like a gimmicky shit, like MGK wearing a fucking fur coat with no shirt on. You know what I mean? Like, and the other He's, thing too is like, he, and he made fifteen million in the last year. God damn. See, I don't know about that. Though. Fifteen million I, I in the last year, bro. I don't year, know about bro? that. He went around. What? Like, if you notice, the big thing that he's talking about right now is yeah. like, oh, I just finished doing like an arena tour, right? And it's funny because. Back in the summer, he had come to Toronto to do like a show at Air Canada, mm-hmm. and a friend of mine works there. And I was just like, I was like, almost like in disbelief. I was just like, Yo, how the fuck is Russ? Like, yeah. out of all these artists coming to Toronto, 
and selling out the ACC. Like it doesn't seem yeah. Like I don't think he has enough fans in Toronto for for him to get like this type of attention. And what I found out was that yes, they're holding it at the ACC, right? Yeah. But what they do is they don't have tickets for all areas of the ACC. So like the upper bowls. I'm sure Russ could explain why though. I I could literally hear him explaining why. I, I'm sure he can, but I'm sure it's also it's also a thing where it's like you can't maybe, sell out because maybe he's 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 past theaters, right? Right, but he doesn't want to do like five fucking theaters like shows a night. You know what I mean? Which I totally understand, but it's like so he's like between theaters and arenas. So the, what do you do? Arenas, and you just have it a little smaller. The perception is as though is like you're telling people arena tours because like. Look, you could do an arena tour and you could do it at Rico Coliseum or you could do it at um, uh, like the Hershey Center. Like you could do it at these different places, but you're you're doing it because like there's a perception or some type of allure of you saying like, yo, I do arena tours. You know what I mean? Yeah, Drake, he has Drake a cr- does arena tours. Yeah, I know. He has a Russ has a crazy chip on shoulder. But if if Russ is making 15 million a year. Mm hmm. Like, imagine how much Drake is making? God damn. Oh, I think the, the thing with rappers is, like, a lot of their finances and, like, what they actually make yeah, doesn't get reported. Or it doesn't it doesn't get calculated the way it should be calculated, where it's, like, you're looking at, like, all these different assets and, like, what these people have acquired and what they're being paid for. Yeah. And I think a lot of it is just because the way businesses are paying artists or they're getting them to do things for them but like doing it like almost like on a subconscious level, like where it's not right in your face. I think well, a lot- with, with, uh, with Russ, he's producing all the songs. He's mixing and mastering all of them. Uh, I think only one song, one or two songs was done by Scott Storch. Which on is, his album, so. which is dope. I think, yeah, that's great if you can do it, but it's like, where, where does the, where does the creative balance come up, come from where it's like, you're not, you're not growing. You know what I mean? Like yeah. until this point, it I mean, makes he should sense get other him. producers because this beats exactly. are not that great. <laughs> I think like that's where you have to like start to like widen and like broaden yourself. But and, again, like, J Cole, is, I, I was just about to bring him up. He's literally, he's literally the same thing. J I Cole's saw, been doing it himself all this time, and now he's reaching out to other producers. This is where we're gonna see J Cole. No, but to, like, like on his last album, he only had one beat produced by T minus. Right. There was a little genius clip that I saw uh about that but is it not like one of the more talked about records on the project yeah exactly so yeah and i think it's because now we're looking at as j cole is like oh you can do like you can do other things outside of your own like small spectrum of like um of of beats and like catalogs and like stuff that Mm -hmm. you want to work on yeah there's like more to you and i think that's where like that's where he's got a branch out man he's got a branch out that's where new interest comes in yeah he needs it though. I yeah. think more than anything. Well, uh, just like with J. Cole and Russ, I don't think anyone says they're great producers. I've never heard anyone say that they're great producers. With Kanye, everyone says he's a great producer. That's the only thing they really even would uh, would unanimously agree about Kanye, right? But I think it. I think it's and just more of a. He has a lot of help. He has tons of people working on the beats for him. It has to be like um, how do I say it? Like it has to be you want to make you want to make it be like a spectacle like when an artist goes out and puts out a record right yeah it's like if a, if an artist can survive on it on his own merit of delivering raps and like hooks and stuff like that and the beat doesn't necessarily matter 
then cool. Like they're probably going to be a very, very good artist. You know what I mean? Like look at a Cardi B. It's like she did so much with like Bodak Yellow that we aren't even interested in like the who the producer yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Cause that's just like an internet beat. Exactly. Now if we if the if we hear now like Cardi B and Mike Will made it or are making records together, yeah. we're just like, yo, the expectation level for that is like is now being raised up. Yeah, that'll right? probably kill her though. Exactly. Now, no, it won't. <laughs> why would you? Why would you think it would kill her? That's like that's like J Cole like working with uh, like Alchemist. I don't think you you don't like, understand the artistic process, my friend. Like what? Because when Cardi's rapping over these internet beats, right? It it doesn't it gives it lowers her expectation so she can be free. It's so it's such a paradox, right? So I understand why J Cole works on does songs over his own beats, why Russ does songs over his own beats, because it gives you like zero expectation, right? I've been working on my own album, and the funny thing is, I'm purposely making songs to my wackest beats, but because I I don't feel like I'm ready to to make songs over my best beats. It's almost like they scare me. Um, no, I think no that. <laughs> Yo, and this the, happens to nah, every artist. Man. Like this nah. happens to every single artist. Jay Z, um, Nas, right. Kanye. This is the exact same psyche. This was going on in every single artist's mind. I think that's more of an excuse than like than an actual like um, merit in like your progression. Do you know what I mean? Like I think that that really just speaks to like if you're not trying to do the best of the best or you're not trying to do something that brings out the best in you, then you're no, almost, it's, it's you're very... almost trying to present yourself with the understanding that you're going to fail so that if you do fail, like it's, it's just like, yeah, well that's what I expected. You know what I mean? Like, um, no, like I don't think, I don't think Jay Cole's trying to put out records that he's producing, knowing that they're at a lesser quality, but it's exactly what he wants to do. Yeah. And, he's not getting like the the plight of being like a top tier artist because of it. You know what I mean? He like, is a top tier artist though. So, okay, but exactly. Like so, no one's selling as as near anywhere near him. Exactly. He's I a mean, top, there are there are but like I mean, he's a top tier artist. Of people. Because of like the function of like what he's around, right? Like he's being managed and he's signed to Rock Nation. It's like that's a big pedestal to be under. No, right? no, not you're not you guys. So is Meek Mill. You're the first artist that Jay Z signed to Rock Nation, right? It's like there's a lot of things that happen like around the artist that is building his credibility. I don't know. I, I there's so, there's I don't know if it's that. I, I think it's something else with J Cole. He's tapped into a market that we have no idea what's going on with. All right. Yeah, we do. We know exactly. That's hip hop. All it is is just hip hop. He's a great artist that makes great hip hop records and people that want to listen to hip hop specifically. And they're, yeah. they're not like um, above and beyond, like about the spectacle and like who's talking about this artist or whatever. Yeah. They very much like understand who J. Cole is and like what they're going to get from him. Yeah. It's those just, people don't listen to our show because they're, <laughs> they're just so far behind. I don't know. They're on MySpace still. <laughs> get out of here man i am all right I, I gotta go actually bro oh okay uh so guys this has been an amazing podcast once again sorry for if you guys can hear some background noise we had to keep the windows open in here gotta keep it cool you know what i mean and uh so we'll see you guys next week i believe this is episode number 44 if i'm not you guys know what it is it doesn't matter all that matters is this northern smoke podcast
All right. I'm D to the E Draga. I'm Paco. Follow us on Northern Dot Smoke on Instagram. We're out.